Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lentz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 3 called The One Who Lifts My Head. David moves from the reality of his problems to the God that is higher than all of us. And he says, but thou, O Lord, what, what is he? You're a shield about me. You're my glory. The one who lifts my head. Now, I, I would imagine that with all the body blows that we've studied as we've looked at this, David was probably leaning on a rock somewhere with all the people who had left the city probably going like this. You ever, ever had one of these moments? And he was probably thinking Absalom. And then probably thinking, why did I ever touch her? And then he's probably thinking Ahithophel. No, not him. And then Shimei. Maybe you could still hear him in the, in the distance. Worthless fellow! <laughs> Someone's trying to pull him away. An usher is trying to pull him out of the building. You know. Worthless! <laughs> And you're like, many are saying, oh, Lord. So I don't know if it's at this point that he takes the pen, you know, and he begins to write the song. But I want you to see the hope. But, but thou, O Lord, are a shield about me. My head's down, but you're my glory, and you're the one who lifts my head. There's nowhere else I can look right now but to you, and that's good. And the old saying is that when you're forced on your back and there's only one way to look, which is up, that can be a really good thing. And sometimes we reflect on our lives and we realize, man, I, I've been spending a lot of time looking around everywhere else and I've lost my focus on God. And we get in a tight spot and it causes our head to go back to God. And maybe, maybe you've been doing a lot of this lately and all of a sudden, but you, Lord... You, wait a minute, you are a shield about me. You're my glory. You're the one who lifts my head. And uh, I, I had asked Shane, and I think he's got it in his pocket, to sing the old Maranatha song at the end. Because it's a beautiful thing to reflect on, and it comes from this psalm. You're the one that lifts my head. I've got to switch I gotta switch my gaze. I've gotta look up. I've gotta change the song. <laughs> you ever been in a bummer mood and you just wanna play those old country songs? Dogs dead, girlfriend left, house is in foreclosure. <laughs> right? It's all gone bad. Play a sad song for me. My dog. Hit the road in my old Chevy truck. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Singing was just about as bad. Sometimes you got to change the song. And the only way you can do that I believe there's just a couple simple ways. Is you either got to go to prayer or you got to open your Bible. Right? 
because it gets your gaze off of all the other stuff to God. Now, see where he says, you, O Lord, are my shield. I couldn't help but think of a time earlier in David's life when uh, Goliath uh, said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted this day. The Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky, the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all this assembly, the people of God may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. 1 Samuel 17, 44 through 47. Praise the Lord. You, Lord, I got experience with this, are a shield about me. That big giant was calling out the armies, and you gave me a burst of faith on that day. I remember it, and I was thinking, man, that guy is tall and hairy and scary. But, but you know what? I reached into that bag and you gave me a sure shot and shabam, right in the middle of the forehead and Goliath, Goliath down because he was done and then he cut off his head with his own sword. Glorious, glorious stuff. <laughs> you, O oh Lord, you're a shield. Psalm 16, 9 says, Therefore my heart is glad, my glory rejoices, my flesh also will dwell securely. For me, to look at the word glory here, if some of you are wondering, what does that mean when David says, you're my glory? I think he means you're my life. You're my substance. You're everything. You're, you're the most important thing, the most weighty thing in my life. By the way, in a somewhat controversial section, it says in 1 Corinthians eleven seven that wives are the glory of their husbands. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's good. Yeah. That's not even the controversial part. <laughs> and I'm not going to go there. <laughs> the Septuagint of Proverbs 11:16 says, A gracious wife brings glory to her husband, but a woman hating righteousness is a theme of dishonor. The sloth will come to want, but the diligent support themselves with wealth. A wife is a blessed thing, and she's the glory of her husband. That is, she's his life. She's what's substantive. She's his light, if you will. Now, God's our ultimate light, but you guys all know what I'm saying. And that's the way we need to look at it, husbands. That's the way we need to look at precious things and precious people in our lives, but especially the presence of God. And... He's the one who lifts my head. He helps my countenance. He gets me back where I need to be. When Jesus was looking at people in his day, he saw them as distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd. A lot of downcast people when the Messiah arrived. And uh, we picked a theme this year for Advent. <laughs> it took us a little bit of time, but... It was a theme we borrowed from a Lifeway uh, uh, book from last year, but it's called The Weary World Rejoices from O Holy Night. Isn't that cool? And 
here's David, and he says, I was crying to the Lord with my voice, three, four, and he answered me from his holy mountain. Now, David has shifted his focus to the Lord. Now, he's cried out to the Lord, so it's kind of like he looked, he remembered who God was in his life, he remembered God's faithfulness. We, we take up a shield of faith with which we can extinguish all the fiery arrows of the wicked one. He took up a shield of faith. He redirected his gaze. He cried out to God, and God answered him from his holy mountain. It's a poetic expression of God's dwelling place in heaven. And then David parks again, and he says, ready? Selah. Okay, now part two is now, now my gaze has redirected. Now I'm going to ponder God and God's faithfulness. And I'm going to let that seep in a little bit. I'm going to pause the song just for a second to let that sink in. Who is my God? He has answered me. He has assured my life. And then look at verse 5. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustains me. Now, Selah is a pause. He reflects, and it would appear that for some time, this is my own uh, conjecture, that David couldn't sleep. He was pondering God's promises now instead of pandemics, politics, and people. Those are three Ps I just put in my notes, thinking about things that keep me sometimes from sleep. Let me say them one more time. Pandemics, politics, and people. That, that's pretty much all-encompassing, isn't it? <laughs> and sometimes you can't sleep, right? And you rock and roll, and, and you think about this, think about that, think about this, think about that, and you could drive yourself crazy. And I'm sure for a while... I would imagine David had some sleepless nights. I don't know how long all this went on. But finally, when he redirected his gaze, however long it took, he could sleep. Look at five. Circumstances haven't changed, as far as I know, in the psalm. But he could sleep. And he says, I woke up. And what happened? The Lord sustains me. Almost as if he's saying, man, I woke up fresh and with some new confidence. I cried out to the Lord. Verses 4 and 5 are connected. He answered me. David's faith and confidence found feet, if you will, in crying out to God and ultimately brought him something we all need, something called rest. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. If I focus on all the unstable things of the world, I, I would never sleep. If I was... I told the boys, uh, we were gathered around the television early on in the pandemic, and they had assembled that, uh, that group of people, whatever they were called, uh, to, to deal with the health crisis, right? Dr. Fauci, what were they called? Pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> what were they called? Task force, right? And, and so they were talking, and, you know, there was and this and that, and, you know, we think this and that, and the doctors came up, and then this guy came up, and this person came up, and I said, I said, you see that? <laughs> I said, I want you to know something. Those people are just people. And if we are depending on people to fix everything, we in big trouble. Because that group that assembled there was apparently the best of the best. And I look at some of them and go, I don't know. <laughs> but then I realize they're just people. And if my focus is there, 
I would never sleep again. I would sleep with one, one eye open. But you know what? Faith makes for a soft pillow. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. If you just tuned in, then you missed the first half of today's edition of Walk in Truth. That's okay. You can listen to this episode and many others whenever it's convenient for you on your free Living Truth app. Walk in Truth is also on your favorite podcast app. Simply search for and subscribe to Walk in Truth on apps like Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and many more. Listening to a podcast as well as radio is a great way to get some time in the Word when you're walking, catching up on some work, or if you're like me and just need to listen to some Bible teaching while getting ready in the morning. Remember, you can find Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Rob Newton, Program Director for Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. I've been working with this ministry for nearly three years. I have to tell you, I'm so blessed the Lord has connected me with Pastor Michael and the entire staff at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. I've worked with quite a few ministries, and I'm going to be honest with you, I could be skeptical. Well, if I'm really honest, judgmental right off the bat because of my past experiences working with other ministries. I'd think, okay, they seem kind and loving. Let's see how long this lasts. Anyway, the point I'm making is that Pastor Michael and the entire staff, and I mean the entire staff, are wonderful people. Did you know before we end a staff meeting with prayer, we end it with making a list of people who need or are asking for prayer and pray for them too. I can go on and on about the staff, but time's ticking away. If you've been listening for some time, I want to let you know from my experience, Pastor Michael is a good man. He cares about the mission the Lord has placed before him. He loves his church, and he loves you. Why else would he speak the truth even when you don't want to hear it? This podcast exists because of him, and the Lord's gift to him. We would love to expand this ministry to be on more radio stations, and we need your help to do it. Before we can add a radio station, we need our largest radio station airtime bill to be completely funded by listeners like you. That price per year is $44,500 a year. Now let's get transparent. Walk in Truth has been on the air since 2012, thanks to our church. Last year, 16 listeners outside our church collectively gave nearly $1,500. We were so grateful and excited to see growth. I mean, really excited. This year, in all its uncertainty, has surprised us and given us so much hope. So far, 191 listeners have collectively given nearly $11,000. It's amazing, right? We would love your help and support to raise the remaining $33,500. Monthly partnership is what we need. Can you commit to giving at least $1 a month? We have a lot of podcast listeners, and if even half commit between $1 and $5, we will make our goal. If everyone thinks, well, others will give that $1 a month, I don't need to then most won't give. Your monthly partnership is needed. If you're a new listener, please only help by praying for our ministry and its mission to equip people with God's truth. But if you've listened for some time and you're starting to see Walk in Truth as I do, please commit to giving $1 to $5 a month. Or if you're already a monthly partner, upping your gift by $5. Please visit walkintruth.com today to give your tax-deductible donation. That's walkintruth.com. And thank you. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. We in big trouble, because that group that assembled there was apparently the best of the best. And I look at some of them and go, I don't know. (laughs) But then I realize they're just people. And if my focus is there, 
I would never sleep again. I'd sleep with one, one eye open. But you know what? Faith makes for a soft pillow. Amen? Amen? Yes. And if you have a guilty conscience, it's hard to sleep sometimes. But you confess your sin to the Lord, you get right with the Lord, makes for a soft pillow. And so the Lord, the, David says of the Lord that he sustains me. Psalm 51, 12 says, Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Sustain me with a willing spirit. Psalm 119, 116 says, Sustain me according to your word that I may live. Do not let me be ashamed of my hope. Uphold me that I may be safe. 17. That I may have regard for thy statutes continually. That was Psalm 119, 116 and 117. And so he says, as we come in the home stretch, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me round about. Now, it seems to me that David, having now found his faith, his anchor, having had a good night of rest, he is now feeling strong again. And we've all been there before, right? Where if you would have asked me the night before, I would have told you, you know, I'm in trouble and I don't even know if I should be a pastor and it's terrible. And, and then I wake up the next morning. Have you guys ever done this before? And you're like, I'm ready. Let's go. It's good. The Lord is good. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> right. It can be that way sometimes. You won't be the first person, nor will you be the last who hits some lows on some nights, wakes up the next morning and says, you know what? I think I'm ready to give it another go. <laughs> I think I'll give the ministry one more week, <laughs> as Alistair Begg might say. And then he says, now this is a, a newfound fervency. He says, arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies on the cheek. I think the Lord is the ultimate boxer. Because when he hits somebody, he shatters the teeth of the wicked. <laughs> That's a mean right hook, right? And so David now, he's not strategizing, so to speak, although he has, he has made some moves. Second Samuel tells us he's made some strategic moves to try to find out information and all of that. But he's looking to the Lord. And I think, by the way, it's possible to do both. Let me just say the obvious here. Let's talk about voting for a second no matter where you are in the spectrum of your politics, it is your responsibility to vote. And you, you do your part and you leave, leave it to God. Here's an example. If you're looking for a job and you say, you know what, I prayed about it and I'm just, I'm just going to wait. And I'm hoping a couple of companies will come to the door. And, you know, maybe even people with balloons will show up and give me $2.5 million or $7,000 a week for the rest of my days. Oh, that would be awesome. Seven grand a week for the rest of my days. And all I got to do is fill out one of those things and send it in. Whoa, yeah, come on, pray. I even heard a story about a family that used to buy lotto tickets. They would lay them on the kitchen table and pray over them. How about that? What do you guys think about that? And I even heard, if I recollect the story correct, that they won the lotto. <laughs> don't ask me that theological question, because I don't even, I have no idea how to deal with that one. But here's what I would say. David has turned his focus to God. It's not like he's not doing anything. And here's, here's the, the balance with our lives. If you need a job, go look for a job. Pray and then go look. 
If you want your country to change, vote and pray. Pray and vote. And whatever way it goes, it goes, but you did your part. God doesn't steer a parked car. You don't need to steer a parked car. So there's such a thing called active waiting. Sometimes you, yeah, you sit back and wait after you've done some things. But you guys understand what I'm saying? And that's what David did. He was, he was acting, doing some strategic things, but he had given it over to the Lord, the strength of the Lord. And then he, he concludes it with salvation. That's the word Yeshua again, points us to Jesus. Salvation belongs to the Lord. This is where I need to keep my problems. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. Help comes from him. The New King James Nelson, Nelson New King James Study Bible even says the word could be translated, room to breathe comes from the Lord. And then he says, thy blessing be upon thy people. And then a final, selah. Everybody just take a breath. Breathe it in. Ponder it. Meditate upon it. Consider it. This is God's word. And his word never changes. And I pray that he'll give us selah, in these seasons ahead of us in our lives. He's been faithful in, uh, you know, we've gone through, a lot of us who have been together for years, we've gone through a lot of crises together. I've come up to this pulpit on many occasions and said, okay, folks, here's the next thing. Let's pray, right? We've done that a lot. And every time we've made it, as we focused on the Lord and we've just said, Lord, I am going to, my focus is going to be on you. Selah. Meditate. Think about it. Let it sink in. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for David's honesty, inspired by the Holy Spirit. It gives us hope to know that people are just like us. Even our heroes of the Bible are just like us. They struggle, they go through tough times, and they're able to, to help us even to redirect their gaze back to God and find hope in God in the worst of circumstances. I can't imagine being in David's uh, shoes here and having your son betray you and having all this come at him and so much more that we could talk about. And yet, David is a model of a man or a woman who finds their way back to God through the ups and downs and the the dust and the rocks and the all the hard things of this this life and finds his hope back in God. And I pray that that would be the case for us tonight. And if anyone uh, watching via live stream or here physically tonight doesn't know that salvation, that hope in Jesus, Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus Christ, would find it. And with your head and heart bowed in these closing moments, if you need to confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you need to, for the first time, just say, Lord, I believe in you, and I'm going to turn away from my sin and trying to do it on my own and place my trust in Jesus, pray it right now. Jesus, I receive you. I ask you for, to forgive me of my sins. Thank you that you died on that terrible cross for me. Thank you that you rose to defeat death. I ask you into my life. I receive you as my Lord my Savior, my God, my King. Change me one day at a time. Change me from the inside out. If you're a prodigal, it'd be a good time to come home right now. Just come back to God and He will quickly cleanse you and strengthen you. And if you're a saint and you're just going through some stuff right now, I pray that this 
psalm has ministered to you, life and hope and a, maybe uh, just some fresh air of faith that you can breathe in tonight. Lord, we love you and we pray over our country, over the church in the country. We pray that your will will be done and whatever you want to occur would happen and we place our trust in you. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to The One Who Lifts My Head, Part 3 on Walk in Truth, the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 3. And don't forget, Walk in Truth is on podcast apps like iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Player FM, Stitcher, and many more. So you can listen to Pastor Michael's teaching whenever you want. If you're already listening to Walk in Truth on Apple Podcast, please give the podcast a rating. More good ratings means greater the possibility that new listeners will find the podcast. So thanks for rating Walk in Truth. And remember, if you've not already done it, search and subscribe to Walk in Truth wherever you get your podcasts. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your tax-deductible donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please consider becoming a monthly partner too. $10 a month is greatly needed. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 8 called The Majesty of Our Maker. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.